Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Agents of Mace. Today, we're talking about the new Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, Thor, Love and Thunder. And boy, oh boy, was there a lot of love and a lot of thunder. And by thunder, I mean thunder in the comments of the Marvel fans who liked it versus those who didn't like it. Um, I think that going into this movie, uh, I saw it about a week after it came out and all the reviews that I saw without reading them (laughs) because, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but it seemed very polarizing as to fans either loved it or fans hated it. Um, I didn't see a lot of in between. So going into it, I was going in with an open mind and for me, I really enjoyed it. I had so much fun. It was exactly what I expected. Was it like movie of the year? No, but it's what I wanted from another Taika Waititi Thor movie. So those are my first thoughts. (laughs) How about you guys? Oh my goodness. Was this like Ragnarok? Yes. Only no. I thought this was so much worse than Ragnarok. Um, this one, yeah, unfortunately it didn't do it for me. Like and this this was my struggle with this. It's like I think for me, I found the jokes just to be flat out obnoxious and not funny. And it's like the first moment in near the beginning when you hear the goat scream, I just sat back and I was like, okay, I guess this is what we're getting. <laughs> That's what we got the whole like two hours. That being said, was I entertained? Yes. Uh, but it was a struggle. I thought certain characters, like I wasn't vibing with the decisions made. Uh, some characters could have been utilized a lot more and just the politicalness of it just wasn't my vibe either. So that's my first thoughts. How about you, Elisa? Well, I thought there was a lot to love about this movie. Um, That being said, I didn't love it. There was, (laughs) I think that part of what hurt this movie is that Ragnarok was such a ha and that, Basically, everything up until now that Taco Atiti has touched has been gold. Um, and so I don't, I don't think that this is bad, but it was, it was somewhat disappointing. And there are specific things that really bothered me that didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, there's some nice uh, character moments for Thor. We see some growth for him. Uh, and there are some like genuinely emotional moments in the midst of this cacophony of jokes, some of which land and some of which don't. So let's get into it. 
<clears throat> oh yeah. Yeah. I will agree that um the uh, for me one of the like my favorite things about Marvel movies is they do a really good job of showing you something serious or showing you something scary and then hitting you with the joke to kind of like lighten that a little bit. Um, where this was a lot like, we're going to hit you with 12 jokes and then we're going to do something spooky. And then we're going to turn that into a joke and hit you with four more jokes just to be sure that you know that it's a joke. Um, so I, li- I will agree that some of the jokes were forced. Um, especially uh, my fiance <laughs> was joking because she hates when jokes are just like done repeatedly. <laughs> and so the goat screaming was like her nightmare mm. to see in a movie, especially. So uh, we went and saw it at the Alamo draft house nice. and it was a very fun experience, but it was very loud. The speakers mm. were far too loud. Um, so the goat screaming was amplified by that. Oh my god. <laughs> and so whenever they were on screen, it was like, God, I hope they only scream once. But they never did. They always screamed like four or five times and it was very loud. Uh but having kind of said that, I I think the the parts of this movie that stood out for me was that it was it was fun. I mean, it's hard to to look at this movie and not think that there were like standout fun moments. Mm-hmm. Um, there was stuff that I wanted more of, which was like, I mean, we can jump in right at the top of the movie, uh, the guardians. Yeah. I was very much expecting the guardians of the galaxy to be a bigger part of this movie. Yeah. Same here. They were only in the first maybe 10 minutes. If that. Yeah. Basically um, what you see in the trailer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, that's, Another unfortunate thing, it's like, that just, get you got to market a movie, but man, can you, you got to hold back a little. Right. Well, and so knowing that Marvel usually does that, right, they, they're really good about like showing you either fake stuff or hiding all the good stuff <laughs> from the trailers. I don't know if anyone has read um, the comics that this was based on. Um, oh, what's it called? Incredible Thor, Mighty Thor. I can't remember, but I did, and I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> it is, yes, it is a strange story. But going into this, I had just finished rereading that series. And so, here we go. God of Thor, God of Thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, I had just finished rereading that series, and so I was really expecting there to maybe be or at least be hinted at since we've seen all this multiverse stuff a version of younger thor and a version of older thor helping our current thor in this battle like Mm -hmm. that's what i was expecting to be the like hidden thing um we did get jane foster um as thor and I thought that was cool. It was fun to see her <laughs> step into this role. Yeah. And but, uh, I feel it, like, and you definitely called it, which I'm pretty sure you've shared your thoughts on that in a public podcast is that they did go comic route with her having cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which I appreciate. I like the the kind of going a little bit more of the comic accuracy. I did kind of think getting her from that point to becoming Mighty Thor was rushed. It just felt a little. Uh, it was just like a minute of like Mjolnir's calling to me. Let me quickly jump on a jet, go find it, and next thing you know, I'm I'm Thor. Yeah, I wish that was a little bit more depth to that, just more story of what was going on there. And they filmed a transformation scene, and they didn't include it in the movie. I did see somewhere or hear somewhere that there was a four-hour cut of this movie. Um, So hopefully, eventually, we'll get that, because maybe it will fill in those gaps and, and, I don't know. Not make it more enjoyable, but make the story more Just, yeah connected. Yeah. Because there were a lot of like time jumps that didn't really make sense. Um, even you know we're we're not quite here in the movie yet, but even getting to Thor going to save the kids, mm-hmm. I almost felt like, and it's a it's a two hour movie, two hour and whatever movie. Um, but when he went to save the kids, I was like, wow, he's already here. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just seemed very quick. Mm-hmm. Um, although it like in reality, it wasn't obviously it was like a good yeah. hour and 45 minutes in, but it, it felt fast because I felt like nothing had happened that needed to happen to lead to him to finding where the kids were. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I I do wish that they had done more with some of these moments that would have made it feel more like a connected story rather than like a bunch of little pieces and parts of mm-hmm. a story. Um, but it's fun seeing new Asgard that has now been turned into like a tourist attraction. Um, they have like rides and the infinity cones ice cream and- which is so <laughs> bizarre i mean i kind of laughed at that a little bit but at the same time it's just kind of like how can you like honor this being that came to like wipe out half of the entire right. <laughs> yeah like this is canonically like a huge cataclysmic event <laughs> and they've yeah. got an ice cream shop named after it it would have been like yeah. having a like a sandwich shop that's themed after the destruction of Pompeii. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right. Uh, like, we serves Italian food. A variant of Thanos shows up and he's like, I better get commission off of this. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we did get um, the thespians again, though. The Asgardian yes. thespians, which I thought was so much fun. And to top it off, not only did we get the thespians, but... Melissa McCarthy, when she busts out, <laughs> I I was so excited because I was like, oh, what a perfect person to play this role. Like, I, <laughs> I would have watched like that, like a two-hour runtime of that. Because that was, I do, yeah. See, it, it goes back to like being conflicted because there are those kind of moments that I really enjoy. <laughs> and there's other ones that just kind of bring it down, but that was a good one. I did love especially, that they showed. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say especially the fact that we get to see them later, like or yes, we, we see Damon later, <laughs> and they're just kind of observing, and they're like, 
we got to go turn work on this. <laughs> like turn this into a play. And they're like, we don't want to be tacky, but can we go work on this? <laughs> Is it two cent? It's not okay. Yeah. I, and I think that that's what sums up this movie as a whole, right? There are moments of this movie that are great. Yeah. The rest of the movie doesn't necessarily live up to those moments. Um, but it's those moments that make me like, I'm already like, I can't wait until this comes out on Disney Plus so I can watch it again. <laughs> one um, of those that's in this part of the movie that is wonderful and that it definitely, it feels a niche that we really needed is the montage of Thor and Jane's relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is just perfect. It was hilarious start to finish. And it did, it gave us so much about what had actually happened. Because it just, mm-hmm. in uh, the previous movie, it's just kind of written off as what Thor calls a mutual dumping. Yeah. And we, we don't believe him when he says that. <laughs> that that whole montage, I mean, that's your classic rom-com, mm-hmm. like, set up. And, um, yeah, and that whole... It. Yeah, I feel like they nailed that. I like for me, it's like that what's going on there and just building out more understanding of what happened between those two and then mixing that in with now Thor's around uh, Mjolnir again and and the jealousy among these like tools that he uses, (laughs) like all of that. Yeah. I laughed every single time that Stormbreaker slid into frame jealously. (laughs) Like, dumbest joke in the world. I cackled. But the further you progress in the film, I think those moments definitely got funnier, especially when you kind of see him, like, behind Thor. It just kind of, like, he's just kind of, like, following Thor everywhere. Yeah, I agree. I think that the... It's weird, but, like, some of the side characters... And I'll include Mjolnir and Stormbreaker into the realm of side characters. Were almost more enjoyable than the main characters at parts. Um, I felt like the even like Meek, like when they're they're having the conversation and Meek is like squeaking on the board and he's like, "Stop squeaking!" You look over and Meek has drawn this like incredible history of what's going on. And Valkyrie's like, yeah, he's taking notes. It's like, that's so funny. And the fact that like Meek is even like still around and like a character, I think is funny. So I wish that they would have taken more time with this movie. Um, even if that make meant making it a little bit longer of mm-hmm. a movie and like cutting out some of the fluff that we get uh, and replacing it with some of these like stories that we want. Yeah. to see like i agree i think the you know reliving thor and jane's relationship was a funny way for them to put in a story that like we didn't really know like mm-hmm. you know we only saw a tiny bit of that and it was in like i mean let's be real the worst thor movie so it's exciting to see that kind of like redone in a in a new light so I don't know, maybe they'll maybe they will release a four hour cut and all of these <laughs> <laughs> things will be included. Or, you know, maybe this is like a learning moment for Marvel and Disney to see like, hey, okay, people like the jokes. They don't want that many jokes. Yeah. And maybe they want a little more story and a little less fluff. Yeah. Um 
Sadler on uh, on Meek, did y'all notice that she's a girl? I did, yes. <laughs> well, had they said that before? But she was wearing like her little office business lady suit and they refer yeah. to her as a she and a her. And I was like, well, I did not know that Meek was a girl. <laughs> I don't think so. I think in the in the uh, the other movie and even in the comics, I think it's just this is Meek. Mm-hmm. Meek is a... I don't remember what I think in the comics Meek may be a brood alien. Yeah. Um, uh, that's what I was looking up real quick. Um, something like that, I think. Yeah, I have to dig into this more. I totally missed that though. That little detail. Speaking of uh, characters, let's kind of jump into the villain uh, of this movie because I, <laughs> again, my fancy and I joked about this after watching the movie, but I almost feel like Christian Bale was acting in a movie that no one else was in. <laughs> um, Could, he was yeah. putting so much effort into his character that Mm -hmm. when he was on screen with some of the other actors, you just felt like you just wanted to take him to the side and be like, Hey man, like, I'm really sorry, but like, this is a Marvel movie. Like you're not gonna win an award for your performance in this movie, (laughs) even though you're doing really great. Like you're, you're outshining all the other actors on screen with you right now. So it's making it kind of weird. I thought he did an amazing job. I will Damn by the fact that I do not like the version of gore that we got. Yeah. Um, if you look at the comics, gore isn't that far off from a human. It would have taken like four prosthetics max <laughs> to make him look like gore from the comics. So I am kind of bummed that like they went the route of like, yeah, he's just a human. Yeah, um, I, d- I did not vibe with the whole human esque version of gore and basically just going into this new this kind of getting his look basically being that the sword has like cursed his body so it's like Mm -hmm. it's almost like he was dying while he wielded the sword like Mm -hmm. himself was dying and yeah i agree like and and even like Phys- like just the physical body like looking at some more i d- dove more into like gorgeous from the comics i just like he's so lean in this movie i feel like gore mm-hmm. needed to be a little bit i don't know yeah, gore's gore's like muscular he's like yeah like, he's he's not just like easily killing gods either he's like fighting and killing so many i mean in the comics it's like a solid two full comics before I think really? Thor even faces Gore, and by then he has killed like millions and enslaved a whole bunch of other gods, like hmm. minor gods. So I feel like in this we don't really get the scale that Gore has it kind, been working on. It they basically did similar to what we got in Multiverse of Madness, is like we don't really get to spend time in these different universes. We just get mm-hmm. that little montage of like we're gonna essentially travel rapidly and you get a quick mm-hmm. viewpoint of that. And that's all we got here is you just see what, like six or seven gods lying on the ground. Dead. Yeah. And there are like three shots, I believe in that montage that are like directly taken from the book. Um, oh yeah. 
there's a shot where there's a bunch of gods like hanging on meat hooks. That's directly from the book. Uh, okay. The giant uh, Falagir, I wrote his name down, the behemoth. Um, he's like the giant bipedal or quadruped or whatever um, that Thor goes to save mm-hmm. Sif. That is uh, not the Sif part, but the giant god. That's a direct take from that- the comics. That one would have been cool to actually get to see Gore fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, there's a couple things about Gore in this movie that make not a single lick of sense. One of them is that the god's city is not even on his radar. There's not mm-hmm. a scene where he goes there and is like, oh, they're all hanging out here. Convenient. I'm just going to take out as many as I can because mm-hmm. he should have. That should have been a set piece for this movie. Mm-hmm. It would have been an incredible moment. And again, would have coincided with Gore's you know, motivation in this film. Mm-hmm. But we don't get that. We barely see him kill any gods. Well, uh, I, I had that written down too because I think they... Uh... They even like Zeus makes a comment about that, right? Yeah, like nobody like, oh, knows where this place is. And it's like that just seems That's convenient. That, yeah. <laughs> I have to agree with Elisa there because I gotta say it, like I'm I'm needing like more DC esque for Marvel right now. I need more like darker tones, like building up to like like we're not getting any kind of chaos of like what's gonna pull everyone together. Mm-hmm. There's also a chance to make Gore more nuanced uh, because, you know, he kidnaps these kids from Asgard for reasons. And whenever he's got them, he purposefully starts to, like, scare them and intimidate them when his whole deal is that he's lost his daughter. He watched his daughter die. Why would that make him be a jerk to kids? (laughs) Whenever they're being, like, scared of him, that should affect him. He should be thinking about how he never wanted to terrorize Mm-hmm. A kid. Mm-hmm. But we don't get that. Instead, he's like, oh, I bet you kids are scared. And I bet you think Thor is coming. Mm-hmm. That's, it's a pointless yeah. scene because yeah. of the way that it's set up. It's weird, too, because like he's. He has that like we understand that like he needs Stormbreaker. Like that's his whole thing. He needs Stormbreaker to open. Um, Whatever the to get to entity. eternity, eternity. There you go. Yeah. Um, I found that out as anybody's guess. Exactly. Why didn't we get more story around that? Especially because the the little bit of story that we did get makes it seem like throughout time, Stormbreaker has been the key to open eternity. But But like Stormbreaker is relatively new in this universe. (laughs) Like it just got made maybe 10 years ago. You know where it would have made a lot of sense to keep a record like that? In the city of gods. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember its real name. I know it has a name. I can't remember it. It's like uh, omnipotent it's, city yeah, or something um, like that. Omnipotent um, city. Um, yeah. Omnipotent city. <laughs> Which is like ha 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 ha. Funny okay. joke. Before, uh, before I kind of want to circle back really quick on one moment that I was just like was trying to call. I was like trying to. I was like I bet you we're going to see this and we didn't. But I'm curious if they did shoot something like this. But going back to where Thor goes to save Lady Sif, like she has been in battle. She is wounded. Like her arm is gone. She is ready to die and move on. But she's actually like perfectly fine. But they make a joke or he's just like trying to comfort her and he's just like, your arm is probably in, 
is it it's Valhalla, right? Valhalla, yeah. Yeah. Valhalla. yeah, your arm is in Valhalla waiting on you. <laughs> and right there, I'm just like, that's got to be like our post-credit scene. It's <laughs> 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 like we're going to see her arm <laughs> or something. That just felt so set up and we didn't yeah. get it. And I'm wondering if any if they shot any kind of scenes like with her arm. <laughs> her arm being there is like 100%. Uh, that's like 100% a takeaway TV shot. Yes. Like just her arm at a table, like yeah. holding a beer, like that. A hundred percent, he probably shot that. That would have that also shot. been a cool scene to include Loki in. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we didn't get it. <sighs> yeah, I was, I was, I was surprised that we didn't get Loki at all. Um, other than the yeah. yeah, the the flashback of him every time he died. Um, but I also was expecting somebody else to show up at some point uh just because i feel like so he okay we're not there yet but because we still have to talk about everything that happened in omnipotent city (laughs) but uh when he puts together his team to go fight gore i was like okay he's gonna put together a team like Mm -hmm. and it's gonna be even if it's something a la deadpool 2 and it's like a bunch of like way off the beaten path heroes that mm-hmm. he brings in and maybe Gore kills them and it's it's fine, like whatever. I thought that we were going to get some more new characters. And instead it was just like, yeah, it's me and Korg and uh, Valkyrie and Jane. That's it. That's our team. And I was like, but, but you guys are already the team. Like mm-hmm. you didn't add anybody to your team. So that was kind of a bummer. Uh, yeah. Who are you hoping to see? Any, I didn't. I didn't matter. I was. I was actually expecting it to be like Deadpool two, where mm. it was going to be like here's oh, recruiting. It's well, yeah, and and kind of. What about the Guardians? Like, yeah, you know, well, and that's that's <laughs> something my fiance brought up is like, you know, how come we never saw what they were doing? Because this yeah. whole time, what they were supposed to be doing was also hunting down Gore. Like they were going to investigate some of these gods being killed, and Thor was like, "I need to go home, or I need to go save my friend Sif." And so they were like, "Okay, cool, you go save Sif. We're going to start investigating." Oh. So it's like you you literally set us up for the fact that the Guardians are also working on this, mm-hmm. and then you never brought them back. I want a guardians of the galaxy detective movie that would be <laughs> awesome <laughs> i just which here isn't or what's the deal with gamora right now because she wasn't Dead. i have to go back and rewatch now I'm, but there's a did. version of her that i thought there off. yeah there's a version alive right there but, is, but I think she. Oh yeah, I don't know, right? Because at the yeah, because at the, I just remember like in in game, it's like she's back, like a version of her's back, and she kind of knows like that they were together because she makes the comment of like, really, this guy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm expecting like she's gonna be there with them because they've got to rekindle that relationship and maybe she's just like out exploring uh, the galaxy by herself, finding out who she is and 
eventually she'll make her way back to the Guardians. But yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. Probably most realistically, uh, Zoe Saldana was probably busy. Oh, yeah. So I mean, like, <laughs> Gamora is off doing her own thing. She doesn't feel comfortable with these ghosts because she doesn't, she doesn't know them in this reality. Yeah. Um, but really, they just they have Schedule to make conflict. those other 400 Avatar movies. So she was busy. <laughs> yeah. 100%. <laughs> In this in the city scene, did y'all notice Thor's uh, back tattoo? Because I'm obsessed with it. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, his his uh, R.I.P. Loki, and also he had a list yes. of everyone that's died, and it says mother and father instead of their names. So yes. I thought that was funny. Uh, and I thought it was sweet that he included Tony and Natasha. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah. It would have been funny if if one of those had been spelled wrong, just because we we get that throughout this movie uh nick furry instead of nick fury on his phone so that would have been funny there uh, is like a 90 percent chance the core the one who gave it to him yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um i want to go to omnipotent city with you two because there's a lot going on here um the main thing actually happens before we even get there we finally get an MCU reference to a Disney plus series. Um, He's listing off some of the gods that they may see. And he talks about Ra. Mm -hmm. So canonically, we can think that this is tied to uh, Moon Knight in some way. I think that it would have, I looked and like, I'm sure Maybe it is there and just nobody's found it yet because the movie's still in theaters. But I want to know if there's a Khonshu hidden somewhere in the crowd of gods. (laughs) That would be something. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. Um, But yeah, so we we get to Omnipotent City. It's the city of the gods. And it is full of gods from like every religion, every belief that you can think of. Um, it's kind of cool to see them. Uh, when I was younger, I was like very, I mean, I'm still into myth- mythology, but <laughs> I was very into mythology in my earlier days. And so it was fun to kind of pick some out of the crowd and be like, I think I know who that's supposed to be. Oh, I, I know who that's supposed to be. <laughs> so that was really cool. Um, it was funny seeing Russell Crowe as Zeus. Um, he really made you not like Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> He's oh. kind of a tool. Uh, but it was funny. I, you uh, know. I, I wasn't vibing <laughs> with that. I, I don't know what... I don't really know what I was expecting from Zeus as a whole. or like. But the whole, like... Uh, I, I wasn't feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was it was funny. I mean, I think it's the like accent was an odd choice. Mm-hmm. I understood why he did it, but I thought that was weird. Wasn't um, it a Greek accent? It was supposed to be. <laughs> um, but that's I think why I thought it was a strange choice because like. I don't know, having done some voice acting stuff in the past, it's always been, you know, it's a rule. If you mm-hmm. if you can't 100% do it, don't do it. Um, and so it was interesting that 
he leaned into it. Um, <laughs> I'm sure like his the guy at the direction was like, okay, think of everything you've done in Gladiator. Now do the complete opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's basically what we got. But like just that whole sequence, just something about it just felt off and I, I get it we get we get something more later on that we'll get to but just like you know seeing like his wep zeus's weapon which is like the thunderbolt mm -hmm. and just how easy it was to obtain that and easy to take zeus down i don't know there was something about that that just felt really weird yeah but i think it goes back to kind of what uh elisa was saying earlier that you know hubris is like the key to omnipotent city so that's why it was mm. probably so easy to take out zeus because yeah none of them expect anyone to come in there and attack them they're probably mm. all just like yeah no one's no one's gonna bother me i'm zeus like um and you know we're not there obviously but we do see later that he is fine yeah uh so i think the weirdest thing for me is once they get Thunderbolt, which is Zeus's weapon, they immediately all, A, know how to use it, mm -hmm. and B, use it better than Zeus used it. Like, I I was very confused as to how all of a sudden they knew, like, how to teleport with it, how to open the Bifrost with it, mm -hmm. how to, like, split it apart and use it as lightning nunchucks and <laughs> stick it together and use it as a sword. I don't know. It was just I'm, weird. That, you almost expect, like... Thor would be able to like merge the weapons into one to fight mm -hmm. Gore or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like stick the two yeah, sides yeah. of the lightning bolt like, on either side of Mjolnir, and it's like a oh, wouldn't it, that'd be so cool? Right. <laughs> Imagine the toy possibilities. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Disney buy hire, hire us; we can help. Yeah, yeah, if we're just sitting here. Toys, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Omnipotent City was important for us to see because we also get to see some of the Eternals in the background mm -hmm. um, and I I feel like the amount of times we see an Eternal in this movie makes me feel like we're heading in a direction of the Eternals being bigger characters yeah. or I want to say that every single time not just once we get there but every single time that we see eternity, I think, is that supposed to be a uh, reference? One of the celestials? Um, well, no, no. Uh, eternity, the like thing that they're trying to get to, mm -hmm. the like, center of the universe or whatever. Look at a picture of that and tell me that it doesn't look like... Um, and now I literally sat here and now i can't think of his name uh the one that eats planets I can't um, think galactus yeah galactus, galactus yeah yeah every yeah. single time i saw yeah. a picture of eternity i was like so is eternity galactus is that what's happening here we're like gonna get there and he's gonna let out eternity and eternity's galactus now galactus is free that's what i thought the entire movie and so every time we saw a celestial i was like is this like because we're leading to galactus is that going to be like the next big bad of the mcu it, and we're just not there yet maybe, so this is like early possible 
we also in a later moment we're in a room with you know these gigantic statues and one of which is the watcher Mm -hmm. which you know i'm like bring him in like i'm ready (laughs) i want to see the watcher so bad um but yeah it goes into like is are we gonna see these you know these beings at some point or is it just nods to like disney plus series right right which is like that's fine but at the same time you're you're setting all this up as if it's happening in the same timeline so you got to tie these together at yeah. some point and and it's already happening knowing that like miss marvel just finished we're not going to see her again until the marvels which mm-hmm. is an mcu movie so mm-hmm. it's like you have to tie these things together at at some point you can't keep them separate forever so Maybe we'll see one of these days. Who knows? <laughs> uh, uh, I did want to do a quick fun fact for this movie. Um, but apparently, like, almost everyone's kids were in this movie mm-hmm. um, in yeah. some way. So uh, we have Chris Hemsworth, his daughter, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, she's Love, who we're not there yet, but that's who plays love um we also have taika waititi's kids natalie portman's christian bales i thought this was like a cool way for them to get to put their kids in something like Mm -hmm. especially a marvel movie like what kid isn't like yeah i want to be in a marvel movie (laughs) um i wish that they had done a better job of making them stand out just because like i don't know who the other ones played um, the list that mm-hmm. I saw was just like, Oh, did you know the, their kids are in this movie? And I was like, well, that's really cool. Who, who were they? Were mm-hmm. they just like kids that were trapped in the cage or. Yeah. I think the only something? one besides love that we know for sure, which one was, which was uh, the little version of Thor was his son, Tristan. Hmm. Which is very cute. Like this, (laughs) like after the movie came out, Chris Hemsworth posted a picture of his daughter, India, who played love as a baby on the set of one of the earlier movies. Mm. And then alongside of her in this one, I was like, oh. (laughs) I know, yeah, it makes you feel old. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) um, Speaking of, some other characters let's get to the uh the end of this because there's only two things that mattered right in credit <laughs> scene mid credit scene and end credit scene so mid credit scene was super exciting we get to see zeus having his wound treated and tended to and he's talking to someone off screen and basically says hey i need you to go take care of thor uh, camera switches angles and we see who he's talking to and it's Hercules. What is happening? I'm so excited. I think it's going to be really cool to see what they do with this character in the future. Uh, obviously original, it's going to start off as Hercules is a villain, right? Trying to kill Thor. Yeah. That's the most basic way that they could introduce him. So I'm excited to see what they do where they go, how they turn Hercules from a hero to a, or from a villain to a hero. If they do that, I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, it's a whole new universe. They can kind of do whatever they want. (laughs) So 
I mean, this, you know, this is something we kind of talked about in previous episodes. Um, would we see Hercules potentially? Are we going to set up Hercules? That's like, because I know we're like, if they do, they're going to hold this tight to the chest, which they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm definitely excited about it. It's also like bringing Ted Lasso. I can't remember. What is his name? Oh, he plays the love of my life, Roy Kent, on Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, the actor's name is Brett Goldstein. Brett Goldstein, yes. that's right. Yeah, so... I'm a fan of him and Ted Lasso. I'm very curious to see what he brings to the table <laughs> in Thor. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting setup. Um, oh, I don't we know. should I, point out friend of the <laughs> podcast because we did kind of steal his format from his podcast for one of our episodes. We did. We did. That's true. That's true. So Brett <laughs> be awesome as Hercules, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. He's a solid actor. I really enjoyed him and Ted Lasso. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to see what he brings to the table, but yeah, very curious to see what story they're going to go with. And I, I agree. Like, I feel like we're going to get this epic battle of Thor versus Hercules, mm-hmm. but eventually something's going to happen. That's going to, you know, mm-hmm. it's almost like what you could see in like some DC films as well. It's like heroes fighting and then ship, you know, got to work together to defeat someone. And right. Right. But what happens after that? I don't know. Yeah, I'm excited. I think it'll be fun. Just more characters. That's what I want at this yeah. point. Um, before we get to the end credit scene, I did have one more thing that I forgot to bring up, but you reminded me. Um, we get a cameo from Daryl Jacobson, Yay! who is the uh, he's, he's the guy who's roommates with Thor and with uh, the Grandmaster in the little mini comedy series Team Thor. Um, so we get we get a cameo of him. He is the one who is flying the uh, ship in New Asgard. Uh, that's a or he's a tour guide. That's what he is. He's a tour guide in New Asgard. Uh, so that's funny. I, we totally don't know if it's the same character. That. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know if it's actually supposed to be him, like Daryl. But it would yeah. make sense. Uh, all right. So back to the end credit scene. This is what made me a little upset. I always expect the very end credit scene to be the like setup for the following movie or at least set up something big coming down the line. I always think of the mid credit scene as kind of like the more like do whatever they want. Funny, Mm -hmm. you know, credit scene. I was very bummed out when we get the end credit scene here, a uh, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen the movie. Although how did you get this far? Yeah. Yeah. So we get Jane Foster appearing in Valhalla and being welcomed to Valhalla by Heimdall. And that was it. And then the movie ends and the screen goes to black. And I was like, hold on. I sat through all of the credits for that. Like Hmm. that was nothing, literally nothing. Even if they had done the arm thing, at least there would have been like a joke that paid (laughs) off from the beginning of the movie. Nothing happened. The only thing they could have built on top of that is because you get the end credit scene, it wraps up and then you get Thor will return. Mm -hmm. If they would have said the mighty Thor will return, Mm -hmm. that would have been something and I've, I feel like a lot of people were kind of ex- expecting that because mm-hmm. this is almost open-ended. Is this just supposed to be, you know, 
Jane became Thor and fought with honor and died and went to Valhalla. Now she basically is just going to there and wait for Thor to come join her. Or are we going to get something even deeper in like a villain is going to try to get to Valhalla and right. like what, what could, what could happen there? What are the potentials like? Right. Well, and they haven't even explained how all that works because yeah. now we've seen Valhalla, we've seen the field of reeds, mm-hmm. you know, like, is that permanent? I don't know. We don't know. I mean, the gods seem to do whatever they want. So what's to say that the rules of yeah. afterlife yeah. are set in stone? I right. I don't know. I just was bummed out because I felt like mm-hmm. I waited around and saw that and was like, that was nothing. That was zero content. <laughs> and I, th- yeah, this goes back to the initial frustration is like, there's not a lot in regards with like building the future of phase four, what could I guess lead into phase five of like, where is this really going? Mm-hmm. All we really got is like, Thor's a dad now. Mm-hmm. Hercules exists. Hercules is going to come after Thor. But that's really about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess you'll have to keep listening to our podcast so we can keep you updated on <laughs> what happens next. <laughs> uh, all right, so time for ratings. Um, so if you if this is your first time, I guess we'll break this down. We each give this movie our rating on our own scales, and that way you know whether or not you should spend time watching this movie. Although I think that you should, but that's because my rating is going to be four out of five Mjolnir's. I think it was a fun movie. I think if you're looking for something like goofy to watch and you don't want to be like, I don't know, pay attention, then I think this is the movie for you. It was fun. It was exciting. There were laughs. There were scary moments. There were tears. I think it's well-rounded in my book. So... I I doubt that anyone else will agree with me, but that, <laughs> that's my rating. It's crazy too because you know, still conflicted with this movie because if uh, listeners that are listening, clearly we enjoyed a lot of this movie, but there's still a lot in here like we didn't really dive into much that for me brought it down a little bit more. So I gotta go. I'm kind of going right in the middle. I'm going two and a half out of five. Um, just because there are some more bads in here versus the goods that just didn't really balance this film out for me. I say that, but it's still an entertaining watch. Will I watch it again? Yes. I'm very curious to see if I watch it a second time, if my view will change on some of the things, especially with the jokes. I mean, there's some really clever jokes, but it's a little bit too much. And the lack of depth and structure for some of these characters is what hurt this film for me as well. Um, But I feel like the moments, especially with like building out Jane and Thor and their relationship and kind of where that leads to was very nice and very thought out. Uh, So that's kind of why I'm going like right in the middle. Um, Well, I give this film 3.75 out of five avocados. Um, (laughs) Because like we've said, the the highs of this movie are, are pretty high. Thor's overall arc of becoming a dad is very, very sweet. And like, it's telegraphed from the beginning. If I wasn't an idiot, I might have noticed that they they kind of 
hinted at it by using Sweet Child of Mine as the trailer song, but unfortunately I'm not good at putting stuff together. Um, and him adopting love at the end, like after a battle, like mirrors Odin adopting Loki. And I was like, mm-hmm. that is really sweet. I love that it bookends that. Mm-hmm. But there are still problems. I mean, like we get Jane's death. We get that that's kind of opening the door. It's uh, insinuating at the end for Thor to finally be with Sif, which, you know, I'm team Sif. She's been there from the beginning. Go <laughs> Sif. But it's like even continuity errors are all over the place with this. Like, Jane's mom was alive in the Dark World. She's visiting her mom in London. That's the whole reason she's there. But this movie shows that her mom died when she was very, very young of cancer. And I know that they're just trying to set up that this is potentially something she had a genetic predisposition for. But it directly contradicts something we've already seen. And, like, Korg referred to having a mom in uh, Ragnarok, uh, his mom and her boyfriend, whom he hates. Um, But in this, instead, he's got two dads. And, like, I'm all for, like, representing, uh, like, LGBT people and all that. But still, it doesn't make sense when we already know he has a mom. Where's the mom? Where'd she come from? And it just, it didn't have the the polish that I expect from a Taika Waititi movie. I, I feel like there's a lot of things that happened to make it more scattershot than his other projects one is that he's got too many projects yeah yeah he's working on like like, five things yes (laughs) he uh he's got uh too many pots to stir i guess and also like we can't forget that they made this during covid and so that probably would have thrown a lot of things into craziness and problems Mm -hmm. he probably didn't get the time with the script that he wanted because marvel's like content 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 uh but yeah, it's you got three regular size avocados and then one little tiny one from the store because they think they can get by with that whenever you do the delivery, the pickup. <laughs> like here, we gave you this very small avocado because you requested four. Uh, so that's the point seven five is you didn't get exactly what you expected. <laughs> well, I think that's solid. That's solid attention yeah. to detail because there's a lot of that. I, I overlooked. There's a lot of little things in here I probably overlooked. And that's why I say, like, if I go back and rewatch it and catch those things, yeah, maybe my rating would go up just a hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and they can, they can re earn that point uh, two five if they release Valkyrie's playlist because the two songs we got off of it slap. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah like, where's the. <laughs> yes. That's in the four hour cut. Yeah. It's got to be. <laughs> Miss Marvel, what happened? Where's Where's the podcast? Like, why didn't we get that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Come on, y'all. That's that can't be tea content. <laughs> Marvel can't tease us this much. That is easy content for them to put out. Well, thank you guys for listening this week. Um, I to wrap it up this time instead of a one liner, we're gonna do something a little different. I want to hear from you, the listener. Are you Team Mjolnir or are you Team Stormbreaker? <laughs> Let us know in the comments. Uh, Don't forget to join us next week and hear about what's coming up in the Marvel Universe. So thank you guys for listening. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.